Blog Talk Radio. perhaps a little bit later than the show or at any time across time because we are so very blessed today. In just a moment, I'll be bringing on the line Allison Carmen. Now, let me tell you a little bit about Allison. Um, Allison is the author of the book, The Gift of Maybe, Finding Hope and Possibility in Uncertain Times. And she is a regular writer on the Psychology Today website and Huffington Post. In fact, she actually wrote about the election recently, and she's been interviewed in other ways. And what gift Allison is able to give to us is she helps us precisely with times of uncertainty. And I know that we have listeners here in the Portland, Oregon area where this show has been based for over six years and also beyond. And I feel that Allison has a lot to share with us today. Allison is also a coach. She is very experienced in helping us, and she is also a former attorney as well and speaks regularly and leads workshops. And um, her website is allisoncarmen.com. I am going to open the chat room here in a minute because I feel that would be helpful today. Some of you, um, to get into the chat, you'll have to refresh the page. And I know it's coming up late, so whether it will be effective or not today, I'm just going to put it out there for those of you who may want it. Um, I see that um, we do have a caller. If you do want to call the show today, of course it's hiding the number from me. I should have it memorized by now. Usually it's up. Just that kind of energy today. We're all working through it. Um, 310-807-5104 is the call-in number today. Um, And likely calls, if we take some, will be towards the end. So be patient as you're on the line. So without further delay, I am really so truthfully relieved to have Allison Carmen with us today. Welcome back, Allison. Thank you for being here. Oh, Susan, thank you for having me today. I really appreciate it. Well, as I I put on the show page something you wrote, and, um, you know, I, I almost feel like for those who are just tuning in, sometimes they don't even see that, but I hope that you can express to us we're all feeling this. Let me say my own context here in this moment, and historically, I live outside of the Portland, Oregon area. I know many people there, and there's been a great deal of unrest here in many cities, and just personally, we're all feeling, it doesn't matter, I've talked with people on all different, with different perspectives today. I went to a community event and we're all feeling it. We're all feeling the uncertainty. It doesn't matter what our point of view is. So how how does the gift of maybe help us, Allison? Well, well, you know, if you think about it, the most important relationship that we have in life is with uncertainty. And we don't realize it because we're so busy always seeking certainty. We're always seeking 
um, things that we want to know in life. And we write stories, right? We write stories about what needs to happen for us to be okay. And we've talked about this right. before. We write stories right. about our jobs, about our children. Uh, this will happen, and then my child will always be successful, and this job is going to lead me to a great retirement. And then unexpected things happen in our lives. And if those stories yes. are the only way we believe life will be okay, we're going to spin out of control. And that's what happened here. I think that um, Donald Trump created an atmosphere of uh, a lot of fear in people. He said things that were filled with a lot of hatred. And uh, there was misogyny and xenophobia, all these, these things. And what people did is that they, they looked towards Hillary Clinton and they're like, she needs to win. She needs to win for, for us to be safe and okay. And the fact that she has not, she didn't win the election everybody's spinning out of control. Things are bad. Things aren't going to work out. And that's when the idea of maybe comes in. Because the truth is, in this moment, we really don't know. We think we know. See, we're suffering right now because we think we know. Isn't that interesting that that that's where the suffering comes from? Yes, we could be sad Hillary didn't win the election, but we truly don't know what's going to happen next. And if we could kind of recognize that piece, that we don't know. And right now, uncertainty is our best friend because that's where life's going to change. And that's where there's hope. Because in this moment, maybe things are going to be horrible, but maybe they'll get better after that. Or maybe Donald Trump will do some good things and he'll do some bad things. Or maybe this is a signal that we need to act. Or maybe something else will happen. Or maybe we should just hold hope. And, And that's where we need to be right now because that's the the idea that's going to lead us lead us home and and a lot of people are saying we need to be fearful we need to be angry because that's what's going to motivate us but fear and anger as you see with with riots and 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 people spinning out of control it's very chaotic and what fear and anger does it 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 wakes us up it wakes us up to say hey there's something not right happening here but after that it becomes a chaotic force in our lives and, and it's very hard to sustain. It actually makes us sick. It makes us irrational. It, we make decisions that possibly are not good for the future. So after the awakening, after we realize something's not right, we have to find another place to set ourselves to move forward. And that's why maybe it's so great, because the reason we become complacent is not because we let go of anger. We become complacent when we seek certainty. We will become complacent moving forward if we say, oh, that, but he won't really do that bad thing. Or, or pre-existing conditions won't be removed from health care. That's when we're going to have trouble, when we believe that things are certain. As long as we sit in this place where we recognize we don't know and we stay in maybe, we're going to act. We're going to make good decisions. We're going to fight for things that we believe in. And at the same time, maybe it's going to allow us to stay hopeful and sustain us and give us resilience. And I think this is the mindset that will move us back into a right direction when the time is right. Yes, yes. You know, something I'm seeing emerging, and and I think maybe I have had a unique awareness of this even before um, the actual election day, um, is I think there's also this feeling that half the nation is against us, you know, whatever us is. And actually, I've seen that on both both sides. <laughs> and and the fascinating thing that I see is, and, and Michael Moore's really exploring this right now, um, mm-hmm. I've noticed, is we have to be careful about that because there are many nuances to what happened right. here. And, and there right. are many people who, they're hurting. Um, right. they, they were looking for an answer. Um, and, and, and I have to also say there's another subtext, and it's especially true in the Northwest, and I certainly felt it, and this is emerging now too. There are a lot of people who are looking at, well, we had Bernie, <laughs> you know, and look right. at what happened back there. I mean, if you really look mm-hmm. at it, that was, if you think about the convention, for example, that wasn't, that a lot of us were shocked by that, you know, at right. the time. It was a very jarring situation and you know it kind of all got put in the past but not for a lot of people so so many things i guess it's just all emerging and we're not all on a consistent page we're all over the map with what we're processing well because we're all awakening right everybody is awakening to their own pain they're awakening to their own truth and they're also awakening to the truth that your neighbor has 
and the person down the block has and the person the other state has. And so all these things, are you, we have to process them. And, again, it, it's the only way we're not going to be able to process it is if we choose to march forward with fear and anger. And, and I believe that, you know, we have to allow ourselves to feel what we feel because it was a very difficult election period from Bernie and Hillary and then Hillary and, and Donald Trump. But at some point, we're going to have to try to take action in a different way. And that's what we all have to see. And we do need to be open and understanding even towards the person that didn't vote the way we wanted them to vote. Um, right. You know, I always say that uh, when we see when hate wins, that means we need to love more. So hate is not going to solve this. Hate's not going to be the thing that takes us home. So we're going to have to find another way. And how are we going to do that? Because, you know, it's interesting. I, was, um, I went to pick up my daughter from school. And this woman, uh, she worked for a human rights organization and came up to me and said, Allison, stop trying to put a positive spin on this. And the uh-huh. interesting thing is I'm not into positive thinking. I've tried That's it. That's the truth. And, and positive thinking <laughs> is for people that could stay positive no matter what. But, uh-huh. you know, when you're afraid of uncertainty, positive thinking is not going to get you there. So I'm not waking up today saying things are going to be great. No, I'm into possible thinking. And I'm into yeah. maybe thinking. So I know that if we're willing to stay in maybe and we're willing to say, okay, I don't know, I don't know. And I've heard these, these horrible things in the past. So, I, so what I do know is I need to stick up for things that are right in this world. That I know for sure. But I don't know what's going to happen next. And yeah. that mindset is going to leave us open to stand up and fight for what we believe in with hope instead of fear. But it's also give us, going to give us the courage to turn around to our neighbor who voted for someone else and say, okay, how do you see it, and where can we meet on in common ground? And also, you know, a lot of the Republicans control the House. The Republicans control the Senate. So this movement of people who – and I'm not saying that they're not going to do things that are right. I'm just saying that a lot of communication, understanding, empathy, compassion, that's the only way we're going to get through this. Yes. Now, you know, I do want to say, have, give you the opportunity to say something else right at the outset here is I have also felt from from people who who maybe don't feel included in in this country anymore in different ways, not mm-hmm. even just anxiety and fear, but outright despair. In fact, um mm-hmm. I read somewhere that suicides were up and already, you know, and mm-hmm. and now, of course, I mean, in fact, I'll, I'll leave it to you, Allison. What we say, um, thank you, Blog Talk Radio, for featuring us today because I want this to go out to more people, is what do we say to people feeling outright despair right now, Allison? Well, again, you know, we all have maybe. And, yeah. and maybe doesn't say there aren't hardships because someone in despair is suffering. Someone in yeah. despair out there maybe hasn't had a job for a year is having trouble supporting their children. It's real. But the thing that's not real is the projection into the future. See, the reason the future makes us so scared is the story we write has no bottom. It's this endless pit of despair, worry, the end of the world, the nuclear bomb. It's just this thing we can never get a hold of. And that's why we're all spinning out of control. We forget that the future, we don't know. And because we don't know, we have hope. So someone in despair say, I don't know what tomorrow's going to bring, but because I don't know, something good could happen too. And that's where we start. That's why maybe it's so beautiful because it allows mm-hmm. you to stand in the present and no matter what happened to you yesterday and no matter what happened to you in the last 10 minutes, you don't know, for, you're not 100% certain what's going to happen next. And maybe, maybe things will get better. Maybe they'll change. Maybe this is the beginning of something new. Maybe you need to act, but it allows you just to open up and make the future not filled with despair, but let the future hold possibilities, good ones and bad ones. But again, you give somebody a couple of good ones, and that's going to be enough hope and enough light for them to make a different decision in their life. And, and that's yeah. what this is all about. Maybe it's a, a place where we could all stand people who were happy with the election, people that are sad, people that are down and out, we don't know, and let that comfort us. Let us. That's the thing. If people could see that, again, complacency is when we seek certainty. 
our willingness to hang out in the unknown is our willingness to permit life to change and access all that's possible. And that's the game here. And the people who could handle the uncertainty are going to be the leaders, are going to be the ones who come out of this in a different way. And those of us who keep telling the story of yesterday and keep looking for certainty in the little corners of our lives are the ones that are going to constantly get tripped up and have a really hard time in, in the coming years. Yeah. You know, it's it's strange, Allison, but I almost feel, well, maybe not so strange. Um, there was a certain gift, and I'm coming to realize this, with growing up in the era that I did. You know, I grew up in that era of the Cold War. I mean, you were around in that time, and we always knew these things were hanging over it. It's not as, not as present right now. I mean, we've certainly right. had some pretty anxious times, but there was something about that in a way. I mean, yes, we right. we had some... Anxiety, you know, here in the Pacific Northwest, here's another one, totally unrelated to politics. We've been told several times we have a major earthquake coming our way. I mean, utterly catastrophic, that it's inevitable. It could happen now, it could happen in 100 years, whenever. We don't know. Mm -hmm. So how do we, to me, we're doing something already with the gift of maybe. I don't, I drive on bridges. I don't, around here, you know, I'm, right. I'm sitting in my house, and they could fall down. Do I think about right. that all the time? I don't. So how do we use that power that we seem to already have in us? We we innately seem to have it. Oh, we definitely do. And, and all of us, though, seem to not use it in particular areas of our lives. Uh-huh. Like, I'm sure there's somebody that's think in your area or living in your state that does think about it all the time. And other, you know, people have a tendency to not be in maybe about health or not be in maybe about their job. So what's interesting is that we all have certain things we're willing to deal with the unknown with, and we all yeah. have stuff that we can't handle. And a lot of it is based on childhood. Like for me, I, I grew up in a family where there was a lot of illness. So for me, uh-huh. if I'm falling out of maybe – it'll usually be over a health issue. But I'm not one to fall out of maybe for a job or or money. But that's what's so interesting about what's happening now is that this is the first time in a long time that we're all kind of, the uncertainty is hitting us all the same way. It's usually not so universal. Um, But, yes, we all have the ability to to live in maybe. And and it's interesting you said that because – well, a great way to start is to say, where do I do this? Like, that's such an interesting yeah. beginning of a conversation. How do I already do this in my life? And you could that's say, it. well, you just brought up a great, a great point, but that's, that's to show people, hey, I do this in certain areas. This is a way yep. to be. This is how I get my strength. And what people also can do is take the fear and, let, and start asking the questions. The first thing to do, and I know we talked about the last time I was on your show, mm-hmm. write your biggest fear down. And a lot of people, the biggest fear is right now, Hillary Clinton didn't win the election and we're not going to be okay. Or I'm in despair and it didn't matter who won the election. Or I'm worried that my kids won't be safe um, with uh, the cabinet that Donald Trump is. Whatever your fear is. And then ask yourself, am I absolutely certain 100% is this fear true? And we are not 100% certain about anything other than this moment. There, there are things we don't know in the future, but that's the thing that gives us hope. So the minute you realize that every fear you have is not certain, then you start to write the maybe statements down. Maybe everything will be okay. Maybe it won't be as bad as I think. Maybe it's going to be bad, but it's going to wake me up to work to make things better. Uh, Maybe I'm going to get involved in politics. Maybe I'm going to join the ACLU. Maybe I'm going to work on the environment. Maybe this is an awakening or, or, you know, just maybe it out. And if you do this for 20 minutes, you're going to see that we're not in doom and gloom. It's not game over. It's game over when you lose, when you, after you have your last breath, that's game over. But until then there's possibility. So when we start to see that, we'll start to stand on a different platform. And again, don't look for certainty because that's, that's what makes us complacent. But if we're willing to stay in maybe, we have the hope, but then we're not attached because we realize good things can happen in so many different ways. It's rarely, we rarely succeed in things in life with a straight line, and we don't know what's going to be. And for all we know that this is the beginning of, 
of a different type of age. Communities, maybe they'll become more active. Um, Maybe there'll be good things that Donald Trump does. And maybe Hillary Clinton had another path. Maybe she's going to help women and girls around the world for the next 20 years of her life. We just don't know. And we can't suffer for things we don't know. We can stay in the moment. We can look at what happened before, see where we need to act, hold the hope, hold the strength, and just move it forward. And I think that if we can get there, I really believe that things will move in the right direction, even if it takes time. That's life. Sometimes good things take time. You know, something that I feel you've explored powerfully, because we all do this, and we talked about this last time, is we have a tendency that and and you know to look back you know and say oh if we had only done this in fact i just heard it on the news that you know gosh if in fact you know what they said they said if only they had shown a picture of hillary hiking <laughs> that's what they said on um okay. on msnbc a little bit ago that might have that might have humanized her and and let me say you know we need to be careful here because a lot of us and this came up before the show we had a myriad of approaches and opinions on this. We we had mixed feelings. A lot of people in the Pacific Northwest are highly progressive, you know, really, really, <laughs> and, um, you know, well beyond the center. And, and so um, there's a lot of different opinions. Also, in Blog Talk Radio Land, we have people listening who are very conservative, who may be, this is not, you know, a a metaphysical network we're on here. We're right now featured in a way that anyone is coming in here who has different points of view, and they may be anxious about who are these people that are coming out, you know, like like that fear of who we are. I've heard that on on the Mm -hmm. other side, because I came from, from, you know, an upbringing where, you know, there's a belief in outright demons, you know, and demon-possessed right. people. And, and, you know, it gets really pretty intense in terms of fear. So, I'm, okay, I'm, that's a very complex question. I know I'm just rolling with it. I'm just going to throw it right back to you. But, but let's start with the what-ifs part. You know, if only, if only this had been done, if only that. What, and now well, the Republican sign, they're probably saying it too, you know, in some other ways, you know, different. Yeah, well, you know, regret. We're talking about regret. We're talking about, I always say regret is a reverse maybe. It's so easy to go into the past and tell a story that never happened. Because we all know that life has twists and turns. Very few of us have ever set a goal and we never had a problem while we were trying to pursue it. But the story of what could have been has no twists and turns because it never happened. So for all we know, a hiking picture wouldn't have made a, a damn difference. And for all we know, <laughs> had we made five different decisions, we would have ended up in the same place or a worse place. Uh-huh. We will uh-huh. never know That's what it. a different choice, where it would have led us. And it's a really people like to play that game, and it just makes everybody feel bad, and it doesn't make a difference. All we know is here we are in this moment with the hope and possibility that maybe things could get better moving forward. And and that's that's it. That's the game. But the past is over. And, and you know what's also interesting? That story limits us. The story yeah. of what we should have done limits us in this moment. And I know, you know, I, I've told, you know, many stories before how when I work with people, the regret makes them feel like they can't make things different going forward because they already blew their chance. They blew their shot. Yeah. And that's not true. We don't yeah. know. We will never know. And for all we know, this is exactly where we all needed to be. I, I know it's like a difficult reality to accept, but here we are. Here we are. And all we could do is accept it and look at maybe moving forward. And, and not we could learn from decisions that we made, but we can't project what the different decisions would have done because those are the ones that limit us. And they really shut us down because you could just sit there and say, I didn't vote. I, I didn't stand up for things. Well, where is that going to get you? You come to the realization I need to be more active and you just move it forward. Because you don't know if your actions would have made a difference anyhow. So it's, it's very important right now. And that's what's so great about maybe. It takes you out of the past. It takes you out of the future. And you land in one place. And that's the present. And that's the only place where life can change. And that's yeah. the most interesting thing, that if we give our power away to the future, we will never make a change in this world. We need to stay present to this moment. So maybe helps to stop the projection because you don't know what's going to be tomorrow. Stand here today. Stand here today and do what you know, do what you think is right. 
Do it without the, try to process the anger, try to process the fear, try to not hook into the uncertainty so you don't, the, the certainty, don't hook into certainty, and, and, and just you will see, you will find the strength to start making things different in this moment. Yes, yes. You know, um, I, I don't know why this image keeps coming up for me, and maybe it's helpful. In fact, this is another question that may, may help. Sometimes, Alice, it seems like we get gifts from imagery. I, I, I find peace in watching old movies. That's one of the things. Actually, I haven't watched any this week, and that's, that's mm-hmm. probably not good. But I, you know, a couple weeks ago I was watching a really old movie. Well, not really old, but for some people it is. How the West Was. How the West was won, I think it was. And there's a point at the beginning of that movie where this family, they're pioneers and they're very adventurous, and they make the wrong turn in the river, and they end up going down a waterfall. And they don't all survive, and they have to. But there's something about that image keeps appearing to me in my head now, sort of like um, they had to figure out how to navigate that river. I mean, they yeah. look at the other pioneers who are going down the other path, right? The peaceful, yeah. not the rapids path, and they mm-hmm. wave them off. It's like, stay on that path. But they have to deal with navigating right. what's in front of them. They can't jump out of it. Um, right. Some of them do fall off. You know, the whole thing ends up, some of them survive, some of them don't. But at some point, there's that navigation point. Things are falling off the raft. Things are, right. you know, they're... And and I can't get this image out of my mind, and it's helping me. It's helping me in this moment, not in a, oh, you know, we're screwed <laughs> kind of way. I mean, you can look at that. You know, you can say that in life sometimes. It's like, uh, you know, we miss the... We missed the right juncture. I mean, it's so gift of maybe. We missed the right yeah. juncture in that right. river, and now we're just screwed. You know, you could say yeah. that. Yeah, but, but also, yeah, feel I totally like that. hear that. And the <laughs> thing, too, is that let, let's there a couple of scenarios. Maybe you did miss the turn. Maybe you did miss the turn, but it doesn't mean that there's not going to be another turn up ahead. And right. it doesn't mean there aren't things you needed to learn. And it does, And you're not even sure if it that was the turn you were supposed to make, and that's what maybe teaches us. Because the other scenario is, it's the most horrible thing that's ever happened, and now we're doomed, and and it, everything's uh-huh. just going to suck from here on out. I mean, yeah, that's, that's what I hear from help. people. Yeah, yes. it's not going to help. And you know what the interesting thing is? You don't even know if it's true. That's the thing about it. It's really, I know it's hard for some people to digest, but anything that's not present time is a story about a projection about tomorrow. Because maybe it will be only half as bad, or maybe it was meant to be, or maybe there's something you need to do. We really don't know. So, again, in this moment, we are suffering. Yes, there is sadness in this moment, or there could be disappointment, but a lot of the suffering is the projection. And and when we see that and we embrace maybe, that's why maybe is so great, because it lets you see, I don't know, and there's hope and possibility. Always. They're always that's easy. Great. There's hope and possibility even after you fall off the raft and you make, make the wrong turn. And that's what's so interesting about life. And if you could see that piece, you stop suffering, you become present, and you could really become the change you want to see. And that's what this is about. Yes, yes, yes. You know, um, the... The interesting thing about all of this is is different people felt that at different points. I'm, again, emphasizing that just because here, again, there are people going all the way back. It wasn't yesterday. It was months ago or or whatever. But the thing is, is you're right. And what I'm seeing, to bring this to the positive um, of what I observed today, I went to a Veterans Day today, and there were people of all different backgrounds, probably more conservative um, than than not. Um, and um, what I saw, I mean, I saw anxiety there as, as to the unrest around, but also, um, you know, I feel like what this may lead to is maybe we all need to be introduced to one another because I think there are a lot of misconceptions about yes. conservatives, and there are also misconceptions about liberals, you know, using those labels and everything in between. And and it's as if um, there was a news story of, 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 of a Muslim woman who, t- who explained why she voted for Trump. And you know what? These are powerful stories right now that, that mm-hmm. not, you know, the election's over. We don't need to view that as, okay, that's trying to convince people one way or none of that. Let's look at 
you know, you could say, oh, that's, you know, there's propaganda, there's different, no, let's not even look at that. There really are nuances out there. I've observed it. I know that there are. Right. And people are, there's a lot of hurt and, and brokenness mm-hmm. right now in multiple places. And so where can we go with that, that, yeah. that place of how can we understand? Well, well, the interesting thing is what we're saying to each other is, I know your heart because I saw how you voted. And that's where uh-huh. I think we're going wrong. I mean, for I, I've seen, I, I know siblings who aren't speaking. I know siblings who have buried parents together, shared every holiday together, taking care of each other's kids. But because of this election, they're no longer speaking. Yeah. And I know friends who, again, have taken care of each other's kids and have done charity work together and have done beautiful community work together who are not speaking because of this uh-huh. election. And what we're saying is, I know who you are, all of you, by how you voted. And what's yeah. interesting is why people vote, and you just said that, why they vote the way they vote. Yes, are there, are there some people that we could say are racist? Yes, but a lot of people you know, that you meet, they might, they might vote this way because they haven't had a job for two years. Or they might yeah. vote this way because they had an experience when they were young and they lived in a, a, different, a different country with a different type of government. Uh, there are many reasons why people vote the way they vote. And yes. we, we do. We need to understand it. And we can't just look at someone and say, I know you because I, I, I see who you voted for. And that's the beginning. You can't judge someone's heart by that. And people, you know, people, is it who they vote for? Is that part of who you are? Yes, it is. But if you're helping feed the hungry in your community, uh, that's who you are, too. If you're a loving parent, that's who you are, too. If you are someone that's a great boss, that's who you are, too. And that's what we need to see. We need to start, take a step back and say, who are my neighbors? And start to see all of people. And I think that's the beginning. I think that's the only way to start, is to be willing to do that. Because if you're only going to look how the other person voted, you're never going to get there. And so I think what yes. we could do is there, find common ground. I, you know, I've never met, I, I rarely ever, ever meet a, a parent who doesn't care about their child. That's common ground for, for many Americans who don't care about the school systems. They might have different ways they think how the school should be, but they care about that. So let's look for the things that we share and go back to the, and really start, start at home first. You know, Thanksgiving is coming up, and I hear people, oh, I can't spend Thanksgiving with her anymore. Well, you were able to do it last year, and there was common ground then. So we have to find the common ground with the people first in our lives. That's the first thing. And, again, you might have seen something you don't like. You don't have to have every, you know, be as close with them. But let's, let's back off a little bit and not be so judgmental. And let's yeah. start to look at people more in a whole and find some common ground. And also, like you said, you know, there's awakening of to how people are suffering, and yeah. we have to find a way for everybody in this country to be okay. And I think, you know, th- people were stating that too. I don't feel okay on both sides. So here we are, and yeah. and we're going to have to do that because if we don't do that, this split is going to get worse. And these elections, it's the pendulum. We're going to keep going back and forth, and no one's ever going to be happy. So in four years. A Democrat will get in, and then the other half of the country won't be happy again. I mean, we just we have to watch that. But also, at the same time, there are things we can't tolerate. I say that, but we can't tolerate hate. We can't yeah. to- tolerate girls being sexually assaulted. We can't tolerate, yeah. you know, massaging. We can't tolerate, you know, banning Muslims. So, yes, we need to find common ground. But at the same time, what we learn during this election season, we need to be sure we stick up for the things that are right. So finding common ground doesn't mean we're not going to care about the things that we know are important, but we have to do both at the same time because that's the only way we're all going to be able to move forward together. Yeah. You know, I had this weird um, thing appear to me um, or that I was thinking about during, um, it was some, some weeks ago, how we make excuses for things and that they've even been um, entertainment kind of things. And it came to me, the musical Greece, the beginning of Greece. They're describing two different versions of, and I'm not equating necessarily this situation with with what happened, but it is it brought it up how um, at the beginning of Greece there's a song where the guys are all laughing about you know what he did, and the girls right. she's telling this innocent story she's she's a real innocent 
person. And, and you mm-hmm. know, the truth, I mean, again, I, I don't need to equate it, but what's interesting about this is we didn't question it, is that we thought it was okay to to be entertained by that, you know, yeah. and, and even maybe laughed at it, um, you know. Yeah. And, and, and so... So who are we really? You know, where are we allowing this to just be accepted right. in our culture already? Yeah. And what's so interesting is that if you just look at that piece because uh-huh. of what happened, there's a dialogue going on now that I've never seen before about yes. what's acceptable and sexual assaults. I actually went to a, a charity event that was um, for women explorers and scientists. And it is so people are so talking about this that the first woman who got up, instead of telling us the great scientific discovery that she found, the first thing she said is 25% of women who are scientists and explorers are sexually harassed or sexually assaulted in the workplace. Yeah. And then the next woman got up. And instead of telling, the first thing she said wasn't the fact that she was in the African jungle saving an animal. She said, I've been I've never said this in public before. But I've been I was sexually assaulted at this age, this is and this age. So, it's interesting that yes, it's it, a lot of horrible things happened during the election, but there's a conversation going on right now that this country never had before. And and I know that there are a lot of young girls that are very afraid right now because they feel that is this going to be permissive, but I really see that we're all talking about it. I mean, look what just happened with the, the Harvard soccer team. I mean, there's a lot going on right now with that. And I think that issue is in a really different place. I mean, there's a lot that still needs to be done. I mean, young girls are sex trafficked all over the world. Um, there's there's uh, women are sexually assaulted or sexually harassed in the workplace, college campuses. There's a lot of work to do. But it's amazing how the conversation has really uh it's really out there now, and, and people are hearing it. So that, I think, is a positive thing that's come out of this. And I don't yeah. think that that issue is going to go backwards. I think that issue is going forward. And, yeah. and the more conversation, the more girls are empowered, the more boys are educated. There are a lot of boys right now that are more educated than they've ever been about what's acceptable and what's not. Yeah. So, yeah. so that's something that's yeah. interesting that, that came out of that. And, and I really see it. Um, so that's pretty that's pretty incredible. Yeah. Well, I certainly, you know, I came from an advanced, um, you know, I have an advanced degree and worked in the scientific community. And something I've never shared is the last interview I ever had in that world, um, someone mocked me as a woman yeah. and actually put Miss in front of the product that I had been very proud of for many years and said it to me in sing-song in an interview, and I ended it. I ended the interview. That's the last interview I ever had, and there were other things that occurred, Um, but um, that that was it. And um, that's I wouldn't be doing this show if not um, for, you know, and, and, you know, and I think that many of us have stories that we could tell. Um, and there were other things, but and you can tell I'm getting emotionally. It's bringing out yeah. in me things I haven't said right. a word about. And so the thing right. is, is yes, look at the positive here. I mean, that's in yeah. that area alone. I mean, we could talk right. on this forever. You know, I right. want to bring and, one call in, um, but yes, please okay. respond, and okay. then we'll bring a caller in. But go ahead. Well, I just think that you know, half the population are women, and this issue has been holding women back in the workplace, uh-huh. in the family, in their health and their well-being. And I really, for the first time in a long time, I see empowerment and I see movement only because of what came out during the election. So there you go. There's a, there's a huge maybe. Yeah. Do, did we want it to happen that way? No, but it did. And then we could say, but look, maybe maybe this is going to start something else. And that's how we have to see everything that's happening now. We might not be happy how it's going, but we got to look at the maybe. we got to hold the hope, and we got to stay strong and carry on. Yes, yes, yes. And, and I think that, that many of us are now going to move forward in new ways. I mean, I think, you know, yeah. I'm feeling transformation in this moment 
my own thought. You know, I need to participate in these conversations, yes. wherever they are, you know, and right. and um, and I'm feeling a, a transformative moment right now just by sharing. Oh. Um, and so, yeah, see the positive. I mean, there is a positive. You know, you say we don't believe in positive. It's not even the positive. Yet, there is positive. See the see the possible. Because if we start the positive, what the positive does for us, the positive starts to push us towards certainty. We don't want certainty. We want change. That's huge. That is a huge statement. We don't want certainty. We want change. So we don't need, we just need, yeah, we need to be possible thinkers. And that's where maybe we'll take us. Okay, so that's the yeah. thing. Like the minute the, the, this, everyone gets complacent, oh, look, it's not as bad as we thought, boom. That's when we get ourselves into trouble because we, deep down we want to know we're okay. That's what this whole thing is about. And if we just remember that maybe we are okay, that's, that's all we need. We don't need definite. We just need maybe. And it'll take us through, it'll take us through everything. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's so true. Um, I'm I'm going to go ahead and bring a call on the line. Um, Jay has been waiting very patiently and has a question for us. Okay, hold on a second, Jay. My okay. my computer, my we might have to wait a second. It's really slow today. There's a lot. Okay. Well, I may not be able to bring you on just yet, Jay. But hang in there. We'll keep talking. It just it won't let me won't let me click on it right now. So I guess we will continue with our current discussion i i think um boy i love that we're so quick to use that word positive aren't we i mean we've been trained and and you know the evolution of this show alice when i first started this i the more i started having conversations about fear the more we began to realize that the frontier beyond fear doesn't mean that you just say fear is gone and fear doesn't exist or it's it's much more nuanced than that. Yeah. It's it's yeah. it's examining your relationship with fear is yeah. what it is. Yeah. And what's so great about maybe, it doesn't ask you to let go of all your fear. That's what's so great about it. A lot of things are like, stop worrying about this. Just get over it. Maybe doesn't say that. Maybe says, okay, you're afraid, but there are other possibilities too. And what it does, it, it naturally dilutes the fear by giving you more possibilities. And gives yeah. you more hope, and then you become more present, and and then fear is not such not the biggest enemy in your life. That's what it does, because you know you're asking people to rid themselves of fear. They've had some of these people have had fear since they're five, since they're six. You know, you know, people say, "Oh, get over it already." But how could I get over this if I've been telling the story for forty years? And that's why maybe it's so beautiful because it just gives you the ability to do something else for the first time in your life, and doesn't ask you to give up. What you're holding on to, it just allows you to see something new. And then the letting go happens naturally over time. And the, and you could actually over time let go of your fear just through the practice of maybe. Just through living in more uncertainty and seeing possibilities, your relationship with fear changes. It, it doesn't keep you up at night the same way. And I, I, I've seen tons of – I've actually seen people cultivate faith in their lives just from using the idea of maybe because – yeah. Like I always say, the uncertainty is your best friend, and the more you're willing to hang out on the unknown, the more you kind of get into the ebb and flow of life, and you really start to see, I don't know. And and the interesting thing is, right now, I've never been in more maybe in my entire life. Yep. I can't I can't look at things. Is this right? Is this bad? Is this good? Because I'm not going to help anybody. I know that if I'm in maybe, I'm going to be so present for the person in front of me that I'm going to do my best. And I'm going to be so present that when I decide to join a political group or I decide to fight for women's rights, I'm going to be so in it that I'm going to know what to say and what to do, and I'm going to carry on with all the strength I could possibly muster because I am in this moment and I'm, I'm committed. Yes, yes. I think it and really is. And that's what we all need to called, be. It's calling us. I mean, I'm feeling it. Yeah. I, I love it how we are – I mean, we're experiencing this all together, and – and yeah. what I feel in this moment is this call to be even more my honest self, even more. I mean, there's always another mm-hmm. level, and and you know, and even more. How can we help? And and you think of the younger generations. You know, how what can we be doing to help? And and, yeah. and so service is is really, and I'm seeing this among friends too in different ways. 
um, we're being called to serve in new ways, and it keeps shifting day by day, hour by hour. You know, yeah. this is changing all of us. Right. But but again, the the fear and the anger. Let it be the awakening, but don't let it be the fuel. Because mm-hmm. it's it's a long road, and again, hate, fear, anger. There's so much. It's chaotic, and it it causes us to say and do things that that might not be as productive. So again, yeah. you can't just say I'm yeah. going to let it go because you might not be able to. But hopefully, as you start to embrace maybe and embrace other types of things, you're going to let that fuel you instead. Because it, again, it's we, we need a lot of energy and resilience moving forward. And there are some energies that are going to shut us down and make us sick and make us angry and edgy and, and not, and no one's going to listen to us. Uh, what is it? Mother Teresa said, invite me to a, um, an anti-war rally uh, and I won't go, but, but invite me to a peace rally and I'm there. Um, it's the same kind of thing. It's, it's what energy are we going to bring to the world? You know, how am I going to get my neighbor to listen to me if I'm all angry, just like them? Um, yeah. So it, it's a really interesting time, and we do have a choice, the perspective that that we're going to choose. And like I said, I had 12 young kids in my house the night of the election, and uh-huh. I had one come up to me at school today and said, you know, Allison, I haven't seen you since we found out Donald Trump won. She said, but I really listened to what you said. I, I'm in maybe. Uh-huh. And this this 13-year-old girl, she was phone banking all weekend for Hillary. I mean, she, she thought that if Hillary won, the world was going to change, and maybe just helped her get out of it. She was crying in my house, and she says, I'm in maybe, because I realize maybe I can make a change, and maybe things won't be as bad as I, I, I thought they would be, or maybe something else will happen. She goes, I like that idea. It makes me feel hopeful. And that's what the kids need. The kids need maybe yeah. more than anything. And I noticed that as parents, a lot of us were very careless during the election. We said things about if so-and-so wins, the world will come to an end. Do you want to trust so-and-so with the nuclear codes? I mean, right. that's why kids are right. frightened to death, because in a way, we sold our kids the story of doom and gloom, and so did the media. Yeah. Everybody yeah. did Always during did. the election season, on both sides. I think kids on both sides were feeling it. Oh, my goodness, if this person wins, my life's over. So we have sold our children. Because this yeah. happened, we're all in a lot of trouble, and that's why they're so scared today. So a lot of people are, are, are blaming um, maybe Donald Trump, and he did say some pretty awful things during the election, but a lot of it is what we said because we were, we were very vocal about our fear, and that's why it's very important that we don't – you can't turn around and tell your child to be po- – you could, but if you tell your child to be positive, don't worry, nothing ever bad is going to happen to you, they won't have the tools to, to use when, when bad things do happen. But now's the time yeah. to sell your kid maybe. Sell them the possibility. Yeah, it could be bad, but maybe it could be good. What, maybe we can do something. If we sell our kids, maybe I would bet that the next generation is going to get it right if we yeah. don't. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you um, something, and, and I had, had told your publisher this. I didn't have your today, Allison, because right <laughs> after our last show, it and this is very rare, very rare, um, um, I gave it to my son who was in high school at the time. He's in college now. But um, I, and and we're, you know, um, he's in, on his own path. I don't talk about him too much. And, and but I knew he needed this. And um, mm-hmm. because, and, and you know what? It, it's, it's an incredible gift, um, truthfully, um, mm-hmm. to as a parent. Because too much, I had another parent say to me today, how we've trained kids. I mean, I've heard this criticism before. You, Everybody gets a trophy. You know, you always win. Everybody wins. We all win. We all win. Okay. And so then when it seems like you don't win, because you yeah. don't always win, yeah. um, then you're not prepared for that yeah. eventuality. Yeah. And, it's, yeah, and as adults, we don't always do well and we don't win either, because look how we all feel the last couple of days, right? Yeah. Um, but, yes, yeah. it's... it's the most powerful tool for parents and for children to be able to engage in this idea. We don't need yeah. certainty. It, it's a lose game. It, it, it's a lose game because there is no certainty, number one. And it, it's just a limiting idea. It's an idea that makes us complacent. It makes us not pursue our dreams. I can't pursue that because I don't know enough about it or it doesn't seem like it's too much risk. 
we have this idea of certainty is crippling us and we're seeing it yeah. now because what we do is we a lot of us plan our whole lives around just avoiding the unknown but again the unknown is where all the goodies are and and right now i think for the first time people are going to start waking up and realizing i suffer because i think i know that's why we're suffering yeah. today and if we recognize we don't know we can go back to a place of hope and action and again i'm not selling that, oh, it's going to be daisies. No, I, I feel like I need to tighten my seatbelt because I'm going to want a roller coaster ride. But, yeah. but yeah. because I'm willing to be so open, I know that I will still be standing, you know, tomorrow and the day after the day after that. And eventually I do believe that if we all as communities start fighting for the things we believe in and we, and we stay hopeful and we're not angry and we're not afraid, I believe we're going to find our way to a, to a better country. And to better communities and that. a better world, and I believe that. And and I'm, but maybe allows you to be flexible because when that one thing happens you don't like, when that one legislation gets passed that you don't like, or that one Supreme Court justice gets nominated, it's not game over. We can't act like that. We can't teach our children it's game over, and we don't have the time and the luxury to act like that either. We need to jump back into maybe and say maybe there's something else to do from this point. That's all we can do here. Because that's, to me, that's the most productive way to go. No suffering, a lot of presence, and I think a lot of change. Yes, yes. Ah, very powerful, very powerful. And again, there are many perspectives coming to this show, and, right. and it applies to all of them, really, um, because people are in different places with this. Right. It, yes, and, and I do want to honor that. I, I, I don't want to... Um, put down anybody who's voted for a certain candidate. I, I realize That's that everybody it. comes to it. It's it's just the conversation, you know, is geared today to the people who are feeling a lot of fear and uncertainty. That's right. But, but this is for everybody because we are. We're, we're one nation. We're, we're, we're all Americans. And, you know, it might sound, you know, just like, oh, that's trite, whatever. But it's, it, it is very meaningful. And we all need maybe, all of us, in order for us all to become one, and to get along, we all need the same mindset. And today, you know, we're yes. focusing more on the people who are feeling great uncertainty today, but maybe the people who voted a different way from you, maybe they were feeling that last month. So this mindset is going to help unify everybody because we're not going to be living in the fear. We're going to be living in a way as maybe we could work this out, all yes. of us together. Yes. And it's a much better yes. mindset. And. You know, we're in an unfolding dynamic situation, as we always right. are. And and what I observe today is there's there is anxiety in multiple quadrants, and because of you know there's unrest now, and and right. and um, then it becomes you know I think where we're being led is how do we understand one another? Um, you know that that not everybody is is out. You know. Rioting, that's a very small percentage um, doing right. anything violent. Um, in fact, I know right. that in Portland, the protesters, the ones who, the vast majority who were peaceful, they want to talk about, um, you know, they're having dialogues about that and even put up a GoFundMe page to help the businesses who were, that were impacted. Um, they want to raise the funds to help those businesses. So, yeah. so see how it's not all black and white, or you know, it's it was some yeah. small, small part. Yeah. And so, but we don't know what's coming up this weekend, right? We don't know what's coming up we next don't know. week or next month. There you go. You know, good. That's and we that's all need it. to be careful with our language, right? We need to be yeah. careful with our language. The media needs to be more careful. Parents need to be more careful. Um, communities need to be more careful. And, and it's interesting when I say careful, we need to be open and we need to be honest, but not reckless. And, and going it. forward to choose our, and that's why fear and anger, you know, again, I believe it's part of the awakening. A lot has happened, but there comes a time where it, when those two energies stay with you too long, it's very hard to choose your words carefully. And it's very hard for the other side to hear you. And so, um, I just hope people and, and the reason why people hold it is because they have no other place to go with it. They don't there's another another emotion they feel that will help them move forward. I, I see it on Facebook on all my feeds. We must stay angry, we must stay fearful of what is to come and, and I say no. I say that that will get us nowhere. when it when you're ready to kind of 
have a have another thought, try to glide into maybe over time because that mindset will take you all the way. It'll give you the strength, it'll give you the resilience, and it'll give you the ability and the hope to really accomplish the things that you think the society, our society needs, a more peaceful society, uh, a society where we treat everybody equal, men and women, you know, different people, different religions, different races. That's the mindset that's going to get us there. And so I hope people could see that, and especially this weekend, I, think, I hope that we all could start to think more about maybe and be very careful about what we say, and especially to the children. Especially, I, I hope that people think back about all the things they said against either candidate and say, you know, was I, was I selling my kid doom and gloom? Was my yeah. selling my kid my way or the highway? We have to look at that because I think that's why a lot of them are so scared today, not just because of the media, but because how we spoke in our own homes. And we didn't mean it. We were just, you know, expressing, you know, our desire and our passion for our candidate. We all got really carried away. And now we need to take a step back and, and go back and, and try to, Sell our kids a different story because that story is really, it's going to give them nightmares um, and maybe, you know, create a lot of fear and not allow them to move forward with what they need to do. So maybe it's a great tool for us to start, you know, teaching our children. Yes. You know, I think it's helpful. And, And by the way, when I heard how, what was going on with the election, I was at a local gathering, um, observing local races, um, and there were kids, several kids in the room. In fact, it was a child who first announced what was happening with the national election. We didn't even have TVs in there, although there were phones, you know, especially the kids. And so I observed the anxiety firsthand right away. And, you know, one of the things I saw yesterday, for example, is people responding with more hope and and. and it was tempered down. You know, we saw things. We saw the president. I saw Elizabeth Warren interviewed. And tonight, Michael Moore's going to be on MSNBC, and apparently he's going to try to relay more understanding of why right. this happened. He's not going off the rails. I mean, he's right. he's actually looking at why, who are we? Right. Um, and, and, right. And but today we have to remember. We can't look for certain. What's happening, though, in the last couple of days is everything's scripted. Everybody, yeah. There's well, nothing happening other than too. people writing speeches to make us all feel better. And what's going to happen is if we use what Obama said and what Trump said and what Michael Moore says, if we use it for certainty, we will become complacent. Thank you. So again. all we could say yep. is, I heard what they said. Maybe they're right, and maybe this is how it's going to go, but I know That's what it. I saw. And I need to stand up. And it's this, what we choose to do going forward, it's all, believe it or not, dependent on our relationship with uncertainty. Those yep. who embrace it will continue to stand up and do what they think is right. But what's going to happen is, okay, now things are scripted, and then in two months something you know, will happen, and it won't go the way we thought it was going to go, and then we're going to spin out of control again. So whoever's yeah. seeking certainty right now from these speeches, I can almost guarantee you're going to spin out again in two months. So, it, and it's not that you can't be hopeful, because remember, maybe says you could be hopeful. Just don't lock in. Don't lock yeah. in. Know there are many possibilities. And know, yeah, maybe it'll go this way, but, but maybe it'll go a different way. And after that, maybe things will still be okay. Use that, because then whatever happens in the future, you're not going to get knocked down. You're not going to keep getting wiped out. So whoever's going to hold on to the last couple of days, they'll get wiped out again in two months. So let's not play that game because that's the game that breeds the fear, that brings the anger, and most of all, breeds the complacency. Let's be willing to say things are uncertain, but within that is hope. And maybe that is true. Maybe he, he'll be okay, but don't lock in. The lock in is, is, is where we, we're, we're just inviting ourselves to suffer at some point. So yeah. I think it's great, and I think that it's great these people are coming out, and it's a great beginning. But let's not hang our hats on it because then I don't know if change will really happen. And yep. I know we're all going to yep. suffer a lot. Remember, you know, whether we're on the roller coaster or not, part of it's our choice. Yeah. You know, let me take a minute. I want to thank you and talk. And you know what? You're teaching us to the final moment because we do need to adjust how we think. But I want to tell the callers, I, I wasn't able to bring you on, but we're having open lines tomorrow night for two hours two hours, 7 p.m., just me and another guest, Tracy Mahan, who's been here before. We're going to be taking your calls for two hours, 7 p.m. Pacific. So please come back, and and if you want to talk to us, call in tomorrow night, Saturday night, 
And to you, um, as the, the live show goes down, but we go into the archive too, thank you, Allison. You're teaching me, like I said, to the final second because it's really easy to fall into that certainty thinking. And, and, um, and, and wow, you have so much to share with us. Yeah, we don't thank need it so it's much. Not, it, we don't need certainty is not our strength. Our, we have our strength. It's already in us. It's already in us, and we give it away to certainty. You don't need to give your strength away. You have it already to stay in the maybe, and all you are will blossom. All you will yeah. see things about yourself you never knew were possible. And uh, we're very strong, and we're going to get through this. And just hold the hope, hold the maybe, and, and let's all move on. Let's, let's become more – let's create communities. Let's be more active. And there's a, there's a lot more to come. It's not game over. And, and, and when oh, people definitely. stop thinking that – They'll um they'll start to find their strength again and and let's be careful how we speak to our children and 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 find the kindness with our neighbors and uh, and maybe everything will be okay. Yes, yes. Well, there you go. That's possibility thinking. And um, <laughs> and and once again, you know, honestly, from my heart, when I heard, I'll tell my audience, when I heard that you were available for for an interview, I was just. It was just like, yes, you know, I I wanted to, to drop whatever I needed to do, you know, move things around to get you in here. And I'm so happy that you've been here. I want to tell the audience, um, you know, they can find you at, at AllisonCarmen.com, and, and it'll the show will continue to be featured at FrontierBeyondFear.com, and I want them to, to learn more about this way of thinking. And, you yeah. know... Um, so so thank you from my heart oh. for being here. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. And and anyone interested in reading about maybe the book is of course sold out right now on Amazon because Oh, uh, I'm not surprised. It, it's so timely, but you know they promised me it'll be in stock uh in the next couple of days. You could still get it on Kindle and Barnes and Noble and if you order it on Amazon, they will send it in in a few days. Um it's just What's really great about it, and usually you know I don't push my book that much, but what what's so yeah, great about the I book know. now is that if you read it, it it's just like a manual, and it, you just have to make maybe a ritual, a practice, and you just need repetition. And the book is yeah. a lot of that repetition. You could also go on my blog and read my blogs, uh, yeah. but just try to remember the word. At the very least, try to remember this this conversation we've had and the word, and it'll take you a long way. Yes, yes. Yes, thank I, you so much for I having have no me. Doubt of it. Oh well, I I appreciate you being here, and and um, you know I want to say to you have a good weekend, you know, and that's our natural thing. But you know what? A lot of us are going to have whatever weekend we're having. You know, right. we're gonna we're huh. gonna navigate through this weekend, and yeah, and, and we could and, wish each other a weekend filled with hope and maybe. <laughs> I, I think that's a good way of putting it. So. So, so thank you again from my heart. Thank and, you. And um, I, I hope to talk with you again on the show. It's been too long. I was shocked that it was 2014 that I talked to you last, and, and um, I, I really appreciated this conversation. Well, again, thank you. Thanks for having me. All right. Take care. Okay, once again, to the callers and the live, well, we're beyond the live audience, but I know many of you get the notification and listen quite immediately after this show goes to podcast form. And I do want to remind you, if you feel you need to talk, we're going to have just open, all kinds of coaching, um, just discussion. I'm going to be there just to listen. Open lines tomorrow night, um, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m be at all surprised if we even took that into overtime because we want to be there for the audience so please um, if you are available and would like that opportunity um, I think it'll be very helpful so so take care everyone and thank you for listening and um, I will see you hopefully next time okay The interface isn't working today. There we go.